Hello, welcome to the Speak With Your Chest podcast. I'm your host, Pratik Anand, and this is my co-host... Jacob Pellegrino. Also known as The Joker. Don't know why you call me that. <laughs> <laughs> well, so, okay, it's just some background. Jacob went to go see The Joker, and he yeah, can't dude. stop talking about it. It's kind of creepy. It's not true. It's, it's really creepy, actually. It's... I'm not going to lie. Like... <laughs> I think I told him, like, once it was a good movie. Th- that's not what happened. I mean, well, actually, maybe, but... stuff up. The, there is a good John Carpenter Joker comic that came out on Wednesday. See, it's this is what cool. I mean, like when like we just go like it's John Carpenter fatigue. He sounds like a carpenter. He wrote Halloween. He directed it. He wrote it and he did the score. Okay, that's like false. First of all, because you know no one can direct Halloween like it's a holiday. No, the movie. Oh, that that works. The first too. movie, the good one with Michael Myers. Oh, that's a good one. Okay, so and. Critique's everybody's favorite Little Lebowski urban achiever, and I printed him a certificate for that. I thought you just sad to be honest. I mean, let's be honest. Like, just watch the movie, man. You'll you'd love the Big Lebowski. It would really connect to you. I think you'd I, enjoy it. I don't know if that's a compliment or like an insult since I haven't watched it, but I think Jacob. I have like a just like before we jump into like our topics today, I have one random question for you. Okay. I don't. I Why do you have a book? The end of this. It's, I just can't help myself right now. Okay. Why do you have like a, a you know a book of the KGB in your room? <laughs> oh, that's not fine. <laughs> that's uh, what happens when you go to a garage sale and it's like a dollar. It says it's the inside story, so I figure if I read it, they'll kill me. So it's it's just staying on the shelf. Oh, okay, so you guys know if anything happens to Jacob within like you know like maybe the next couple of well, years. What's you, Pratiki? <laughs> if anything happens to me, we'll, we'll know it's your fault. Um, I'm not gonna deny or confirm those allegations. Okay. Let's uh let's get talking now. So our first topic today is about sports, and um well I guess I regulation. Well, yeah, sports and regulation. So I guess the first question I'm gonna ask you, Jacob, is. How much regulation is needed to make sports safe? That's what we're going to discuss. I can't just answer this one. Well, this is a discussion. I want you to, like, what are your opinions about it, though? I think it depends on the sport. Um, example would be in baseball, you can't touch an umpire. That's a good rule because those umpires could get very hurt. But at the same time, these umpires are getting much less um, able to stand there as you know people cuss at them and they, they don't like that and for some reason they're allowed to toss people for cussing at them from the dugout so i think that's excessive and i think that also goes to like the nfl or the nba so um again there is like a yeah so i'm again as many of you guys know i'm a, I'm a big cowboys fan um i know don't, don't rub it in guys i know <laughs> i know it's been a sad couple of days jets, or weeks jets, jets, just just okay jets. that's enough <laughs> but Okay, so one of the things that happened was um, Jason Garrett, the Cowboys coach, got a flag um, once. Basically, he threw down a challenge flag, and he threw it. He spiked it, basically. And um, he may have said some bad words at the ref, you know, for um, them being kind of uh, unfair to them um, or, you know, did arguably unfair. Did he the ref's feelings? He definitely did, and uh, he got a flag for that, a big flag, which, you know, pretty much hurt them a lot. So, um, I don't know. I feel like... There are certain times where, like, the referees or, like, the umpires just need to, like, you know... It really depends on what's being said and also how threatened they feel. Yeah, I think that they shouldn't be allowed to toss people in any sport based on words said unless they're threatening. Or there's some threat of... Like, any physical violence or threat of physical violence, you should be able to toss someone for. But if they're just expressing their discontent with a call, I don't think it's justifiable to kick them out of a game. Yeah, and I think um, 
one thing so we can easily go into this is NFL, but also the NBA. Um, in that, um, so for example, uh, there's like a lot of players in the league that um, kind of know are known for pretty much like how they draw um, you know, flags and that kind of and like uh, penalties. Right? So specifically, I'm talking about um, James Harden. James Harden is a great basketball player. He averages he averaged uh, the most points in the league last year, and um, he's really good for drawing fouls. Like he knows how to you know kind of maneuver his way. And um, a lot of players really get frustrated with that. So there have been uh, many uh, kind of calls with that against that. So my question is, how do you kind of um, how, Jacob? What do you think about like referees kind of uh, leaning towards star players or like protecting them? And how do you think like that should be uh, like officiated based on the fact that you still need to make the game safe and protect your most important players but at the same time you know it has to be fair are you suggesting like how should they deal with people who are more important to the team yeah like, for example like look at tom brady tom brady yeah like tom brady is known as like, the nfl's golden boy right like I don't know how old he is. Like maybe oh, yeah, like the age is backwards. Yeah, like eighty nine hundred. I don't know two hundred years old. Maybe um, but it's Benjamin Button. Yeah, um, but it goes back right to like yes, I guess obviously the NFL needs to protect him. He's like their money boy. Mm-hmm. He but like money boy. I mean, how, what to what extent does it come to like? How much can you like? You oh, know, I think to be fair, you just have to. I I know they make money, but to keep the integrity of the sport you just gotta gotta go with it you know if they treat them like any other player because ultimately you can have i mean pretty much any sport you can have anybody who's really good but if the rest of the team's terrible there's nothing that's gonna happen yeah i completely agree um so what do you think about um other sports and how this applies to we were talking about the MLB earlier, and this also goes even just with fan safety recently. There have been, I know the Astros just did it, and they were a little late to the game, but a couple of years ago, the uh, young girl got hit in the face, I believe, with a baseball, like a foul ball, and she had to go to the hospital. And so they've, a lot of them have increased their netting to keep the fans safe. Which some, which really does help in a lot of cases, but some people dislike it because they want to catch the foul balls and their seats don't have that. I think, but not everybody's prepared for that, especially young children. That goes back to like the line between, because it, it's a tradition of the game, right? It's like the baseball catching foul balls, it's mm-hmm. been kind of like built into, I guess, pretty much the actual history of the game. So, yes, I mean, even with the NFL, like. Um, the increased safety um, the tackling rules um there is a fine line between you know kind of making the game safe and at the same time preserving the actual very like values that make up the game well then i think also regulation relates with um things like steroids to keep other people safe because that you know a player with steroids is much more dangerous than a standard player not only physically but also mentally yeah i completely agree and um, I think that kind of goes on to, like, the, uh, especially the NFL, um, the legalization of, like, you know, like, let's say marijuana or, like, um, other recreational um, substances that, you know, at, that, like, uh, some claim help with, um, you know, healing on, like, uh, recovery, injury recovery. So what are your thoughts on that? 
on the legalization of marijuana? Well, not and not necessarily like in the national sense, but like uh, in terms of sports. And oh. um, I think that's tough for the coaches because just because it's legal doesn't mean you want your player going into a game that. like that. I mean, if you have a high Tom Brady, it's not as useful as a standard Tom Brady in a game <laughs> of football. You're right. Yeah, it's, it also goes back. But um, there have been multiple NFL players that have just retired um, that came out um, saying, you know, after each game, they literally had to um, use those substances to recover and even just feel themselves, like uh, because of you know, like injuries, head con- uh, concussions, etc. That's so I mean, dangerous sport to it, do. It's a very dangerous sport, and it goes back to yes, there are there is certain research that does prove that it helps with um, you know, like he- healing, but at the same time, you don't want it to be misused. Well, I mean, that's the same thing with steroids. They'll help you heal faster, but they're gonna do a lot of other bad things. Yeah, I mean. Uh, there are a lot of examples in baseball related to steroids from I mean from since Jose Canseco made it known and <laughs> really because the MLB was trying to cover it and a great example would be a player like Sammy Sosa who was in there he was hidden real well you know he had really big physique and he said no I never did steroids and then he came back the next season much smaller hitting much worse and and um, I want to give a quick shout out to um, a player or a guy that just recently broke the marathon um, world record, and he competed completed it under two hours. That's an average mile time of I believe around like four and a half minutes, or even this, which is insane. I never thought that was humanly possible. And um, so big shout out to again. I apologize if I mispronounce his name. It's name is Elliot Kipchoge. He's a really, really amazing feat, um, and it just proves how much sports can really, you know, just really uh, <laughs> impact humanity and yeah. show what show us what we're capable of. And on that note, I would like to introduce the morality discussion segment, and today's topic is Oleana. Ooh, so that's a that's so, a feisty one. For those of you who don't know, that's a play by David Mamet that details discussions between a professor and one of his students, and the things he says that he thinks are all right are shown not to be all right. Well, yeah, well, um, I think Mamet does a great job of portraying both sides. It's a very polarizing book um, or play, and I think um, that's on purpose, actually. Yeah, it's to make you think. A lot of it is based around how you how you can emphasize with both sides. Neither side is truly right in the play, and that's what makes it so um, disturbing to some people and effective for what it is. So, what do you really think about like both characters? So, again, um, just a little bit of background about the actual play. There are two main characters, John and Carol. Um, and um, John is a, a male, so he is basically. Accused. I couldn't have guessed. <laughs> you know, hey, it's 2019. We gotta, you know, kind of. There are no assumptions, but um, it's it's basically he's accused of sexual assault, and um, Jacob and um, there's Carol who accuses him, obviously. So um, basically, he, it's I'll, actually Jacob. I'll, I'll let you kind of um, give a little bit more background. So. Basically, Carol is doing very bad in John's class, and John is trying to help her, but the way he's doing it 
he asks her, he says things like, I like you, and how he'll improve her grade if she keeps going by there, and it's, um, it doesn't work. So, Pratik, I'd like to ask you to share your opinion on who you agree with more, who you think is more in the right. Okay, so, I've actually had a lot of discussions about this play, and this has, like, been one of the plays where, um, I feel like you can actually talk about it and compare it to modern-day, um, issues, um. Specifically, I'm referring to the recent um, allegations against Antonio Brown. Um, as you all know, he's a he's a great NFL player, um, really good talent-wise. Um, off the field issues, um, oof, we could talk about that for a long time. But um, <laughs> so personally, I actually originally um, wanted because, like, okay, so I kind of started off um, with more Team John, and uh, the reason for that is because. I personally didn't interpret it, anything of it that he said as, um, you know, as uh, kind of acknowledge it how how it could be interpreted as offensive. Obviously, there were some um, points where I was like, you definitely should not have said that. Such as like, um, I'll give you like the the free the the good grade um, if you just come to tutorials. So that's I think is blatantly just disturbing. That's pretty messed up. Yeah, like for any teacher to say that, regardless of what circumstances it is and how strong, like I w- I'm completely fine with, you know, going to a teacher after school and um, them offering to help oh. me, but. Yeah, I would say a good example of what you're talking about would be his um, story about how the rich copulate. It's just inappropriate. That, that was, that was I don't get it. Okay. I don't think there's any situation where that is all right. Yeah. But at the same time, the allegations against him, although that is very disturbing, I think you can like clearly see what his intentions were. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think his intentions were to. Um, I think his intentions were honestly just to relate with her. And um, although he did that very, very bad, like uh, just one of the worst situations I've ever seen. Honestly, um, he just needs to work a lot on that. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, after reading the entire play and um, talking about it with some people. I understand both perspectives. Like, I think I'm more one of the few people that can say, I think I get where Carol is coming from. I get why John was so mad at the end of the play. It's, I think it's, it's, uh, I obviously I'm not, uh, I do not agree with the violence he did, but at the same time, it just goes back to kind of showing you how, like, in today's society, in today's political climate, how people from opposing political viewpoints can misinterpret the the opposing viewpoints and just kind of take that into such a far extreme it's true everything can be really polarizing for people there's i mean especially now any statement can be taken the wrong way by anyone yeah and you gotta just uh, i feel like nowadays you gotta be more careful about what you say think about it twice and think about how it affects other people and i think that's good and bad to an extent the good way is obviously, yes, you do have to in, um, think about how other people feel. I think that's just uh, a human thing to do. But at the same time, you don't want to get to that point where you're starting to censor yourself and um, just simply being afraid of who you are and what you believe in. I think that's the point, like the line where we have to draw. Yeah. And the other thing we wanted to discuss in this morality discussion segment is the ethics of game shows. And specifically... So many game shows offer people the option to, um, to you know, go further. Like, they can stop at one point with some amount of set money, or they can go further and get more. 
and most of the time these these people end up losing after that so we were we wanted to think about the depression and suicide rates after things like that and one of the examples i found there was a game show called the chamber that was cut after three episodes because i mean it was basically a torture chamber people in what were in well answering general knowledge questions and luckily that was canceled but even just generally that was physically painful to people but there are also a lot of game shows such as um I mean, even reality shows such as American Idol, where people have been depressed after someone named Paula Godspeed killed herself in front of Paula Abdul's house after she was bounced from additions on American Idol. Were they both named Paula? Um, yeah, they were. She was a big Paula Abdul fan, uh, but she died of a drug overdose there. Oh, that's just after terrible. losing the show, and that can really depress people, but. I, mean, I think specifically these opportunities for extra money you're gonna always think wow what if i had picked the other door or the other suitcase or something isn't that a human nature thing to do i mean i think i think you gotta ask yourself um how much of that is to really blame on the game shows and how what can they even do to prevent that i think that's just human nature well, i think i think the issue is the game shows in themselves are made to not give anybody money. I mean, that's that's the goal of it. They don't want the game show contestants to win. Well, I mean, if we're going like that dark, then I think we can definitely like talk about how <laughs> literally like let's go to like, the NFL or like there are people literally hitting each other and playing over like a you know like a pigskin for our entertainment. I mean, <laughs> well, yeah, it's just uh, interesting things people do can really damage individual lives yeah i mean look at the, the game show right we're literally watching people play the four of their pretty much their life earnings on a national television show and you know we're kind of pretty much judging we're them. sitting there going wow how did you get that wrong i mean these people once they get it wrong a question that maybe other people would have known they're gonna see that online and that's that could really ruin somebody it goes back to social media even um look at celebrities I'd like they some of the stuff they get judged for um re regardless of whether it's true or not is um still something some of the stuff that we like as human human beings make on an everyday basis and then uh, just due to social media things that have been unproven with some people can become almost as if they're true and completely known yeah um and I think it kind of goes back to uh, honestly, the whole kind of the segment um, was focused on how do you identify facts versus allegations, and um, it kind of goes on to back to even like who you blame, like with the game shows, right? Yes, you can blame the game shows, but how, to what extent and like what backs that up as evidence? That's true, because it also relates to the individual person. So I think possibly a solution for that sort of issue would be. Um, maybe the game show they screen the people based on their psychological state at the time and depending on how bad they seem when they lose they could give them free counseling or something to help them deal with that I feel like that is definitely a noble thing but 
I don't think it's going to happen. I mean, no, no, I think they just need to make sure that all the people on their show are mentally stable at the time. I, th- I think we can kind of get into like a more deep question that really just boils down this segment altogether. Okay. And we'll, revi- we'll revisit this question after like each uh, moral morality discussion segment. Um, and um, pretty much just uh, find what we found on this top on these topics. So the question goes: Are people inherently good or bad? That's that's a deep question. I don't know if there's any. Well, there's no right or wrong answer. answer to this. Yeah, you gotta look at the evidence. So, but based on let's this, look segment, at what we talked about yeah. so far. So the first of the things we got definitely was Oleana, right? Um, yeah. I think that's. Well, it shows each character as wanting what they believe is good. But in the same time, they're doing bad things to each other. So personally, um, I'm just going to be completely honest, and I don't think that Oleana showed the good side of humanity. I think that definitely showed the bad side, and (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. What do you think? I think it definitely showed how people can fail to work together. But neither person was intentionally trying to be bad to the other person. I agree, but it all, it goes back to, right, like, um, how much do intentions even matter when the actions are just so... That's true. They're just, like, I mean, so disgraceful. Yeah. When like, things like that are happening, like, doesn't matter what let's you Let's take this to, to an do. absolute extreme. Like, like whether like let's say you accident like for example there was um, a recent um, you know report of the Dallas uh, police officer who um, accidentally you know she got drunk and um, she thought that someone else's home was her own she uh, she went in saw another man there and thought hey he's in my home so he shot him that was accidental right like I don't think that I think we get where she's coming from she she said she had a bad um, day and everything but at the same time. Someone's still dead. Yeah, and how much can you like uh, forgive them for that? I get that. Uh, like the family actually, um, the victim's family actually forgave her, which was again a very noble thing to do. I don't know how many people in the world world would have done that, but that's true. What do you think? That's just a. Yeah. Well, I know in a court of law, the state of mind matters. Quite it a does, bit. and she did get a. Um, she didn't get as much of an extreme a sentence. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> I, I mean, mean, the action was still done. Yeah, I mean, at, there's still a man dead, and yeah. you're not going to get that back. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, how much of a mistake can be taken back and worked from? I don't think, I think there's a limit. Like, I'm all for, um, so one of my, like, mottos, I guess, I think I've told you about this, Jacob, is fail fast. Like, you, you literally <laughs> you just learn from your, else. you learn from your uh, failures and, like, but, your mistakes. But not like that for TQ. Yeah, that's definitely like not what I'm did. talking about. There's definitely a hard line between... You know, failures are with the fact that you're actually trying and trying to be good, rather than you know. You just mess <laughs> up. Yeah, it's and that's just something that mm-hmm. you can't take back. It's gonna haunt you for the rest of your life. Yeah. So um, on that note, I think we can go into the in Tony Brown situation, and um, obviously, I think we can both argue that. Well, okay, so uh, again, Jacob, let's kind of touch more into that. So, um, on Tony Brown, uh, it goes back into the facts versus allegations. So. There have been kind of um, reports that, you know, like uh, screenshots, text messages that have shown him inappropriate behaving um, to the victim. So do you think that, what do you think counts as facts versus allegations? Like, I think this was, this was talked about a lot in Oleana. Carol believed that her, you know, um, her statements were facts. 
What do you think proves something? And Eliana Carroll says these are proven when in fact they aren't. So what do you think is the threshold for something to be proven? I think the the only hard way to look at this is by the court of law. I mean, that's the really the uh, it's not it's not the moral standard by any means, but at the same time, it's the legal standard, and that's what we have to use when when calling things uh, facts or allegations, like in the business world, in the corporate world, and um, in the in the professional world. Like as as human beings, yes, obviously we are going to be more inclined to calling something facts or allegations depending on what we believe. But it really goes back to, hey, what is defining the court of law? What would you ruled against? Mm-hmm. But And that even doesn't define people's personal beliefs. I mean, look at O.J. Simpson. <laughs> we hmm. can talk all day about that. Sure. So, <laughs> and on that note, we would like to kind of conclude the morality discussion segment for today and move on to a little bit more lighthearted topic. Snoop Dogg and his recent University of Kansas halftime show. Well, this is uh, lighthearted for us to talk about. It is not lighthearted for the University of Kansas. As they're getting quite a few fines. Oh my god, I don't know about that. Yeah, I I don't think Kansas has a defense here. I mean, they knew what was going to happen when Snoop Dogg rolled out the poles onto the onto the court. And if you guys don't know what I'm talking about, then um, we're not going to kind of, like, give the background because, well, just look it up. I mean... Yeah. I mean, it's... Uh, it's, it's quite a... Ha- it involved money with Snoop Dogg's face on it. Oh, it involved more than that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it did. Uh, but, I mean, th- they were not getting the Snoop Dogg they intended. Yeah, it's kind of like the... I saw, like, a meme on it, and, you know, memes, oh, my God, beautiful. Um, <laughs> I love memes, but um, there was like one a meme that said um, University of Kansas thought they were getting the gospel um, Snoop Dogg, you know, because he recorded a um, gospel album recently, but they got <laughs> they didn't get that version of Snoop Dogg. Oh, so I, yeah, and that was that was twenty eighteen Snoop Dogg Bible of Love. You know, he already had another album. He's back to his old self, <laughs> and I mean, for the better or worse, you know. Should be yourself. Yes, that's what they say. Yep, that's what made him famous. Yeah. Um, what do you think about really like the how? Like, well, well, I mean, should that be being censored? You can't censor real life. And exactly. I think they needed to get more details on it and look at the rules of what they could show <laughs> at a halftime show. Because frankly, well, that might have been fun for some people. There are kids there watching the, trying to watch a good basketball game, and they saw some stuff that they probably weren't ready to see. Yeah, but I mean, like... But I mean, also... You have colleagues to They knew that Snoop Dogg was being booked. It's it's not like Snoop Dogg's known for a good family-friendly performance. I don't know, like, in what context? Like, what was he going to perform? Um, Let it go? <laughs> yeah, I mean... None of his songs are inappropriate, are appropriate for families, really. I mean, those kids are not sipping on gin and juice after that. And this relates, I mean, TV, as it's known, that has a seven-second delay. There's none of that on real life, and you have to make sure about everything before someone's given the stage. And Kansas should have made sure before they got fined very badly. <laughs> How much was the fine? I, I don't know. Let's let's check. 
Oh my god, I mean, I, I mean, obviously I think um, one did definitely should have gotten fined for that, but yeah, I mean, I'm sh the college students must have had a good time there. I mean, that must have been quite a, I mean, well, a Snoop Dogg, you don't get to see him on a daily oh, basis. You know, Snoop Dogg didn't even apologize, he said they enjoyed that. <laughs> <laughs> Such a Snoop Dogg thing to say. Really is. And on that note, let's transition into kind of the question we have with this, um, really this lighthearted topic here is, how much of celebrities' private lives should be private? Yeah, and that's just really crazy. Pratik was telling me I hadn't heard about this because, um, I I don't know, I just hadn't been following it. Pratik was telling me about the situation with Travis Scott. Okay, and, and just a bit of context. Okay, I do not follow up on gossip, but the only reason I know that is because once, um, you know, because I'm a huge Kanye West fan, okay? Like, let's be honest there. Pratik has actually been crying every night that's since just, Jesus is King was supposed to come out. That's just... He's been looping Jesus been, walks I'm gonna need to take every a, day. <laughs> no, Jake, don't How many days has it been now, Pratik? Oh, God. No, they're, they actually, um, I think there's a report that he might release it on the 25th, I think. Pratik, the 25th is going to come around. It's not going to come out. You're going to cry some more. <laughs> it's going to be tough. I'm so, um, ever since... Um, well, and ever since yeah. Yondu, you might have to actually do a march, some nonviolent protest to get one of these albums. Oh my god, that's just sad. But um, on that kind of note, um, so basically what happened was, uh, you know, Travis got Kylie Jenner. They were, you know, they were dating. I don't know if they were married. Were they married? Maybe. Uh, actually, don't know. They definitely have a baby together. Okay, let's just they say they do that. have a baby. But basically, um, you know, they kind of took a break off and then. Tyga, um, Kylie Jenner's ex, you know, had, uh, they had, I don't know, apparently Kylie Jenner met up with Tyga at, like, the, late I don't, night. I don't think they were married, ever. Well, I mean, they were still committed. Let's they, they were committed, yeah. though, yeah. I mean, you have a child together, regardless of what your relationship is there. Yeah. Tyga also has a child. Yeah. <laughs> with, uh, with Black oh. China. Well, that's a... Whole different topic. Let's not get into that. But um, I think that kind of goes back into like one. Their kids could have a play date. <laughs> I really don't think so. Like after, <laughs> I don't think Travis Scott would be cool with that. No, I don't think so. You know, one thing I've always wondered is um, like there's so much drama that happens within that family. Have what... you been keeping up? I've never not been keeping up with it. But um, <laughs> there's a whole TV show behind it, right? So I mean. Yeah, I don't know what like. My question is, what goes on behind the scenes if? Oh, if we see all that. Yeah, if we see all yeah. that. Yeah. Well, then, how much? Like, how much is too much for the news to report on celebrities? Yeah, like, I get it that people actually care about these people. Like, I mean, they have their own lives. Yeah, it's just. And you know, when you get to a point of fame, you can't go anywhere. We were looking at you know people like. Marshmallow and Sia, they cover their faces. They can go wherever they want. But if you're if you're Justin Timberlake, you can't go to the Target to go get pencils. Pencils? <laughs> yeah. So that's the one you can come up with? I don't, I don't know what you get at a Target. I don't know, maybe some groceries, you know? I bought a record at a Target once. Don't you buy groceries, you know, like no. stuff to eat? No, I don't normally go to Target. Actually, that's a good point, yeah, but, like... You know, you know, the point is they can't, like, you know, just go Yeah, they around. can't do anything. I mean, and then there are some people who are just, like, band members. Like, a good example would be 
Brendan Benson from the Raconteurs. He can he can go places, but that and he's part of a band that's been number one on the charts before and is very popular, but most people wouldn't recognize him. And that's an interesting level of fame that I think a lot of people should aspire to more than just the spotlight. I agree. I feel like people say they want to be famous, but they don't really know what it means. Yeah. It's not They don't just, know what comes with it. Yeah. I, uh, I, one of the things that reminds me of this is, um, again, I'm going to go back to Kanye West here. That's, I think, the most prolific example of this. His okay. mental health issues with, um, you know, struggling to deal with fame. I think there's a video of actually out of it um, that he was dealing with the paparazzi um, once, and apparently they were, like, right outside his house, which I think yeah, is, that's, that's just... That's not all right. Yeah, especially when they have children. I mean, you don't want children growing up seeing that. No, I mean, you can't... That's the tough part for a lot of these people. The people who, the kids of these people, I think, who turn out the best are the ones you don't know about until they're already in their teens or something. Yeah. Like, um, like a lot. It just depends on how you raise them. I always think it's really cool when musicians' kids end up doing great music. I mean, I but think... that's tough because great music often relies on real life experience, and you can't do that if you've been living in an ivory tower or really anywhere where you're not close to normal people. Yeah, I mean, uh, you can't I, just sing my daddy showered gifts on me. <laughs> I think a good example of this is John David Washington, the son of Denzel Washington. So basically, um, I didn't even know he had a son. He's uh, okay. So I personally love John David Washington's acting. Like I think he's in the TV show Ballers. Um, uh, he was also in um, I think uh, the Spike Lee movie, A Black Hagrid Clansman. So he's he's been uh kind of in like the I would say, he's been I think he's had a good like balance between because he used to play football. Did he? Yeah, he he was actually he went to the NFL um for a bit. That's undrafted, cool. but played with the team. Um, with the Rams. Yeah, which is I feel like, <laughs> you know, it's really funny because he's in a TV show that is currently like also about football. So is that the one that the Rock's in? Yeah, yeah, Dwayne Johnson. Amazing. Uh, but I think it's about like you know kind of being able to get out of that sp- uh, spotlight or like the, sh- the shadow the long shadow I mean it's Denzel Washington you yeah. gotta be I mean, so long shadow great <laughs> yeah so it's really up to just being the letting people be themselves I mean can we let's just talk about like Eminem's daughter for example oh yeah there are a lot of weird articles that pop up just on like Google suggested things like just oh she was at the beach once I mean like who cares yeah, <laughs> that's a extreme situation. I'm, I'm not kidding. That's If you look up Eminem once, Google will give you articles about his daughter, and that's just that's yeah. Just it's weird. about like um, his daughter's name is Haley. Um, she, he's she's been mentioned in some of his most popular songs. Mockingbird in some of his songs like Body and Clyde. Really, I haven't. The one about killing Kim. Oh, there's a lot of that. She was very angry that Haley a lot was of involved in Kim. that. <laughs> For, I think that's a reasonable. I mean, and there are certain stuff you don't want. To, I, I you don't, don't want your kid in that. We could actually, you know, what, one after like if you guys want us to, then we can like talk about the whole Eminem situation and break it down in a separate podcast. Dude, that's gonna take a while. Yeah, yeah. We so. take requests. <laughs> yeah. Um. Actually, what we we have like a Q and A session at the end of each podcast. So um. Yeah. You know what? You'll hear about that later, though. Yeah. And on that note, let's transition into the absurd references segment. Yes. So the first uh, kind of the absurd reference we have is um, Jenga, and how to best distract people from that. 
Yeah, now, did you know that every Django piece is different? They're not the same. That is, that's not true, is it? No, it's completely true. That's why it's different when you stack it. They're not exactly the same. They're little imperfections they build into the Django. It's amazing. But that also costs like, it's such a waste of, like, time Otherwise, money. it would be easier. Yeah, but... And that gets more as people touch them. Okay. So, <laughs> now, Pratik and I were playing Django the other day with some friends, and it's very important to... <laughs> make, when it gets to near the end, you don't want it, that Django getting back to you. So you need to use carefully timed distractions. Yeah, and I mean, what's your favorite distraction? I got a good one. Yeah, go on. Why don't you share? You I mean, it's, it's honestly just joking around. Like joking around. No, like um. And then, like, You're not just gonna show them a National Geographic documentary. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's okay. No, that's actually absurd reference that only one person will get. Actually, a couple people. So shout out to those people right there. Um, so that's a good distraction. Basically, yeah, joking around's great, especially when you use it after the person's already taken the piece out of the Jenga tower and they can't <laughs> mess up. Yeah, I mean, like, or you can, you know, just like point. You know, use your surroundings. That's the uh-huh. best way. I think. Okay, so uh, so if there's anything happening around you, you point that out to distract the person. This is a stand-up tip as well, by the way. Mm-hmm. Stand-up comedy tip. Use your surroundings. It's it's so yeah. funny. It be... even more successful at stand-up comedy I than wish. anybody else. No, I really haven't done stand-up. I, I really want to do stand-up. I will do once. I'll do it mm-hmm. soon. Soon. Yeah, probably in college. If anybody wants Pratik to do stand-up, please contact us later. and I'll, I'll, I'm his agent. We'll, we'll book something. <laughs> I don't know about it. You know what, actually? <laughs> you know, reach out. I, I want to see this. Yeah. So, um, what's the next absurd reference, Jacob? Well, you said the Joker. Ooh, that's a, that's a good one. Now, Pratik hasn't seen it yet because he's afraid of clowns. Yeah, <laughs> clowns are really, really scary. So, um, when was this? I think it was like eighth grade, so like a couple years ago, right? Like when yeah. we had the um whole clown like epidemic. Oh, in the woods. Yeah, this was what was it? that was after the movie It, right? No, that was before it. That was before it. Yeah. Yeah, it was really scary. It's just uh, I'm like. That year, my costume was almost a clown costume with little tree branches taped to the back. I remember we went out to Halloween that day with a couple, um, with a couple of friends, and um, we were actually scared of the clowns. Like, Did they beat you up? No, but there was actually like an incident thing where we had to like run away from some people. Wow! I don't, I don't Those know. Clowns. It wasn't clowns. They just but... think the red nose makes them so cool. <laughs> yeah, shout out Rudolph though. His red nose is actually cool. <laughs> That's a good one. That lights up the night. <laughs> I like Up Rudolph. with the big man nope. red. My favorite reindeer is actually Rudolph. <laughs> oh, that's because they make all the other ones jerks. Yeah, I mean, well, they, they actually might be like, you know. I don't know any other names. Uh, I don't either. I know uh, Dancer. Is Dancer Oh, there's Prancer, Prancer, too. Prancer. Dancer, Prancer. Um, we could keep running through this. But yeah. <laughs> y'all can look it up if you're really curious. Now, Pratik did, he, he made a note that he wanted me to say my first impressions of the Joker. Or This one's just called Joker. Word does not there. What do you think? What, what do you I think? think I really enjoyed it. It was really well done. I think if Joaquin Phoenix doesn't get an Oscar for his acting, then there, there's something wrong because it was definitely the best performance I've seen from a single actor this year. I'm going to watch this on that note. You should watch it. And that John Carpenter Joker comic, very good. It's a unique concept where it goes through. In DC Comics right now, they have the Year of the Villain. And the concept's basically that villains are accepted, you know, like Bane's <laughs> the mayor of Gotham now. It's a party, 
But, you know, nothing the Joker does can get him attention anymore. You can't, you know, nobody swoops in to stop him when he pours sludge mm-hmm. in the water. So it's, it's about so what he does in that situation. It is really sad. I'm, I'm, I feel for him a lot. <laughs> it, it's a good comic. And, I mean, it's John Carpenter, master of horror, you know? Yeah. That's pretty cool. And then, Pratik, what else did you want to discuss? You said, you told me a story about some IDs. I, I want to hear this. Oh, yeah. I'm not going to say a story. Just, kids, if you're going to see the Joker... Bring your ID. You know, make sure they know you're 17 plus. It's probably calmed down now, but when there was still more worry about it, you, you really need to show them your age. Okay, that that's going to be interpreted in a lot of ways. <laughs> anyway, um, the next um, topic we're going to be talking about is... Oh, this is a fun one. Oh, yeah. Uh, this is a good Sesame one. Street. Did you used to watch it as a, when when I was a kid? little kid? Yeah, Alma was. Or, <clears throat> actually, Big Bird was pretty dope, too. I watched Sesame Street a little. You know what my favorite TV show was? What Arthur. was your favorite Oscar the Grouch? No, no, it was the Cookie Monster. I loved it. Oh, wait, that's actually the best character. Yeah. Not going to lie. But, um, I follow him on I Twitter. I loved Arthur. I'm not going to lie. I loved Arthur. Arthur. That was a good one. In the I, Magic I liked Phineas show. and Ferb, honestly. Phineas Ferb was lit. That was yeah. all sort of sad. But. Um, we're not just talking about Sesame <laughs> Street today. I we're, wish, I wish. As great as it is, we, we can't just talk about Muppets and their interactions. We're going to talk about HBO. Ooh, how does that relate? <laughs> you might think, <laughs> that's, that's, wait, uh, what does one. Almo have to do with all the stuff I've seen on Game of Thrones? <laughs> well, <laughs> hopefully nothing. Mm. But hbo is now acquiring exclusive rights to sesame street and they're making a new one this is hbo max specifically and they've actually infused a little bit of their own spin right now they introduced a new character and i don't remember the name pratik might be able to find this for me but her concept is that she you know she's a, a muppet character like all the other ones except her mom is an opium addict i'm sorry what that's no, not a joke that's real um the new character it's to deal with addiction in sesame street so that kids with addiction can relate more with uh, parents who are addicted can relate more and to teach lessons about it i guess to keep people away from drugs but i don't and she's in foster care but okay that's a lot that's, to unpack. that's pretty dark yeah i, I read this the other day um, and it's a, it's a green muppet her name's carly that's with an eye I mean, carly with an eye i get what they're trying to do raise awareness or i think that's what they're trying I mean, to that's do. that's pretty dark though i mean as a kid, a kid watching a TV show, and they're like, "Wow, you know, her mother is an opium addict, and she lives in foster care." You know, Sesame Street was originally created for uh, low-income individuals, like low-income families, like yeah. to teach them, um, basically, like the, uh, those who didn't af- have access to, you know, early, um, early age, like childhood programs, development programs. Yeah. It was created like as a way to kind of teach them. Um, you know what a great teaching show is. But the problem, I think, like I see with this HBO Max, basically, remember, it's seclu- exclusive rights. Yeah, so and it, it won't HBO Max. Actually, yeah, I, I that's, see where you're going. That's with not this. a that's not a cheap. Uh, you no, know. no, it's not. I think that's fifteen dollars a month. I think that's the subscription. If I'm not mistaken, but HBO is yeah, crazy. it's fifteen dollars yeah. a month minimum. I mean, that's to watch Sesame Street, and also, I mean, these are, I mean, I guess it's to appeal to parents who want to watch their Game of Thrones, and I think Mad Men's on there too, while still having something for their kids. But do you really want to leave your kids alone with HBO Max? <laughs> <laughs> also, I mean, it's really just like going against the actual like principle of Sesame Street. Yeah, I mean, it, it goes against that inclusivity and the ease of watching. I think one of the things like I've actually like thought about a lot. Um, like, it goes back to, hey, once you create something, how much and like you kind of like it becomes big. 
you 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 lose control of it slowly, right? Oh yeah. Well, especially later on, it's not. It becomes just whoever owns it at the time. I mean, it's not like Stan Lee had any real control over whatever they did with most of his characters. Yeah, it's just later on. Like PBS does a really good job of this, like you know, being free. Like it's the whole point of a PBS is to provide, like you know, hey, like you still have that. Um, free childhood programming, um, like you know, with Arthur. Ah. Um, I used to watch PBS a lot. So this thing actually, episodes will air for free on PBS at at some point though. It'll be much later. But at the same time, it's still, it's still kind of like you know, it's 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 corporate, you know, corporate, corporate manipulation. I think it's finest. Mm-hmm. I, I I get why people are mad at this. It's definitely it's definitely controversial. Oh my god, I've, I think Jacob just pointed out something to me real quick. There is a live-action late-night parody. Hosted by Almo. That they're going to oh be god. doing. Oh my god, that's going to be that's gonna be he's our gonna, podcast. He's going to beat out Stephen Colbert. It's going to be our podcast, and you know, that's just sad. That's, well, that's exactly our target. You, you can't fight a red puppet. Yeah, if it was Kermit, though, we wouldn't even be making this anymore. Yeah, Kermit. <laughs> you can't beat Kermit. You, no one can. No. Kermit is just Kermit. I mean... Kermit is just a magical creature. <laughs> I mean, he played at the uh, he played at the folk festival this year New, in Newport. That's just the the final set. The first day they had Dolly Parton as their special guest. But day two, Kermit the Frog. They had him on the stage playing his little banjo. <laughs> or some so instrument. many so many questions right now. I'm serious. They had uh, Jim James singing along with him. I think they had Jim James. I don't know. That's just, uh, you know. On that note, we're gonna kind of um, move on from the Elmo topic, but um, you know, let us know what you guys think there. Um, you know, but almost it on the. Um... Yeah, and this, this is sort of stuff that you could submit for the Q and A next time. If you want to hear anything else about Elmo, if you're, if instead of typing stuff into Google, you want to type it into a text message to Pratik or I. You know. Yeah, you know, or actually, we're gonna create a social media um, soon. We'll we'll let you guys know on um, next week's yeah. podcast. Next week. Yeah. Was it next be... week or every two weeks? Or we'll, we'll talk about that. Later. You'll figure it out <laughs> next time there is a podcast. You'll you'll hear about this. It'll be there. And kind of moving on to that, let's get into yeah. a little bit back huh? into the more serious. Topic. Yeah, we got a third topic coming up for you. And that topic is none other than Samuel L. Jackson. Alexa and deep fakes. Don't worry. I know this sounds a little bit of, you know, like a lot of into it, but we'll, we'll, we'll explain. Yeah. So recently, Amazon has introduced, it's going to be 99 cents for a limited time, and your Alexa will sound like Samuel L. Jackson. Even down to the vocal cues you might hear him say, so you can enable a version where he'll cuss at you. I'm sorry, could you say that again? So... This isn't even just Samuel L. Jackson no, recording I mean, this. Like, no, I'll, I'll talk about okay. it. So Samuel L. Jackson is, he's working with them. But they're not actually using recordings of his voice. They're using software to approximate his voice. And from what I've heard very accurately. But basically what it's going to do, you'll say, Alexa, ask Sam. And you say your phrase and it'll ask him. And there are two modes. If you're in a house with children, you might want to consider the first mode, which is just normal. He'll basically say the same stuff as your Alexa, just in a Samuel L. Jackson way. But there's a second mode. 
Oh, okay. <laughs> and this one involves inappropriate language. Oh, no, that's not now, good. No, they, they only showed one thing of it happening. I think they bleeped it out on the commercial. I'm not entirely sure, but... I hope no, knowing Samuel Jackson's movie performance, it'll, it'll it'll be pretty explicit, most likely. So that could be an option if you oh, really want to feel like you're talking to Samuel L. Jackson. Which I mean, that's a little creepy. I mean, like that kind of how? Why would you want to talk to Samuel L. Jackson? I mean, he's a, he's a great guy, but uh, hey, I'm gonna tell you my dream. Ever since they announced the Siri and everything, my dream's always been to have Morgan Freeman talking to me on my phone, like as a digital assistant. Now. That would be awesome. That would be so cool. His voice is so relaxing. I mean, yeah. So they're moving closer to that. I also, if it was Ryan Reynolds' voice, that would that would but work I mean, too. I take that. I think a company would Samuel literally. Jackson, I think Alexa, Siri, and even like Google Voice, they would all have like bidding war. Like I think I think it would easily touch a billion dollars for Morgan Freeman's oh, voice. Oh, for Morgan Freeman, yes. I think maybe I think more. Apple would probably be the one who would put out all the money for him. No, I think Google might actually do it because you know they, they need to make a splash. Oh, they do, they do. They need to make a big splash. That's right, Google. You know what? You know what to do now. Yeah, this is business advice. I know you're from listening us. to me, anyways. So. <laughs> you know what? Shout out to the government agent watching us. Uh, no, yeah. it's pretty good. You got this, Tom. <laughs> well, actually, what if his name is Sam? You know, like you can't discriminate. He's probably named Tom. Actually, yeah, or maybe like you know, like Agent like well, if we one call or two. him Tom enough, he'll probably become Tom. Yeah, or like you know, like Agent 007. That, that's pretty good. And that's James Bond. I know, that's but European. Like, but like you know, like maybe like you know, they transferred him. Like they don't have Daniel Craig watching us. That'd be pretty cool. If they had Pierce Brosnan watching us. That could be cool. No, I want Daniel Craig. You want Daniel Craig? Yeah, yeah, that'd be pretty cool. But like again, same, cool. still creepy. I don't want like yeah, I don't really want anyone watching me for two years. <laughs> Think a little too much. So the thing we really wanted to go into with this. They're not actually using recordings of Samuel L. Jackson's voice. They're using an approximation. And this is disturbing to me. As exciting as it is, and as close as it's getting to my ultimate dream of Morgan Freeman's voice, it's... You can't trust audio anymore. You can't even trust video with deep fakes and all of this. There's no way to prove whether something happened. And again, um, just a little bit of background for you, because those of you guys who are not familiar with deepfakes, they're basically, like, you know, um, using AI and um, other technologies, they approximate, or pretty much, like, create a replica of, like, for example, like, let's say Obama, right? Um, President. Oh, we saw a deepfake of this, right? Yeah, former President Obama. Um, they will literally have, like, his face, exactly like him, his voice, and him saying something that he would have never said. Yeah, I mean... That can be 100% so. misused. Yeah, and that's... That's worrying. I mean, even with the advent of Photoshop, you're not able to trust pictures in a lot of ways. Now you can't even trust video. Yeah, and there's even like a deepfake of like Elon Musk. Um, <laughs> there's apparently one like a rapping Kim Kardashian, and there's... whoa, it's it's a lot. But basically, what we're trying to say is something can to be, be worried about. Used a lot. Like imagine mm -hmm. like I'm taking this to extreme situation again, but like imagine like you know like a nuclear war starting. I mean, you could use something like that. You could even... So you can imagine a personal person abusing it, but imagine if you're... Government. Yeah, yes, I was yes. going to say, a government could easily abuse that, or um, uh, any level of corruption, government, local, that could be used to prove that yeah, people did like stuff they didn't some do. Some guy sitting in his basement could literally, like... Mm -hmm. Like, you make could, a deepfake you could of... do 1984. Yeah, they could, like, make a deepfake of, like, President Trump and, you know... Um, 
him saying something like against China, and there we go. Next thing we know, we're well, in a nuclear war. That's the thing with anybody, with how sensationalist things are based on what people say. You could ruin somebody, because people see the video, and most people, I think, don't know that there's such a thing as deepfake. So, so they'll intrinsically trust this video without any evidence of it being true, and you could really ruin somebody that way. I think it goes back to drones. Drones, have to, like when they are first made, they were just amazing. Relaxed. Like, it was it was actually unheard of at the time, right? Like, yeah. you have unmanned actual things going into the sky. And the fact that it involved into being And personal. then people attached cameras to them. And that was like, whoa, slow down a bit. Yeah, I mean... And, and then government did start regulating them, which is good, mm-hmm. I think. That's great. And now Amazon can't ship stuff with them. Yeah, I mean, but... There's a price to pay. I mean, I think the governments. I think governments. Uh, and this is one time, so I'll praise governments. But <laughs> they did a good job regulating. Um, yeah, it's tough because it's airspace. You. Don't, I mean, those things can easily be used to trespass on other people's space and see things that you. Shouldn't yeah, be I don't think they did it for that reason. I think they did it, you know, to so that um, people couldn't fly like drones over like government areas. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> but um, but regardless, also plane safety. All yeah, all sorts yeah. of things. I think mainly it's military, but. We know what, we'll go for the fact that, you know, I appreciate you guys, government, so thank you guys for doing that, and do something with deepfakes. It's, yeah. it, it can get out That's of it. hand real quick. That's right, Tom, Tim, whatever name I said. Or, or you know, or Sam. Talking to you. I, I think mine is Sam, to be honest. Are you imagining Samuel L. Jackson watching yeah. over you? <laughs> is, he ask, is he looking at what's in your wallet? And that'd be pretty creepy, because, you know, it's my pockets. So. What's in your wallet? You know, just, like, cards, ID, and, like... You know, that's why I said, don't forget your ID. Don't. Yeah. So always have okay, your ID. So. Now, we're going to move on now from here. That was pretty serious. And we're going to go to our final segment. This is a Q&A segment. Ooh, okay. That's going to be, it's going to be, uh, this is going to be a problem. This is my favorite part, to be honest. Fertie can barely <laughs> contain his excitement. <laughs> oh, it's, you're right. So, we took questions from multiple people relating to any topic this time. Normally, we'd like these to relate to the segment in some way, or at least some from that, but we never had a previous segment, so there's just some questions we got over the time. So, the first one, this is for Pratik. Oh, wow, okay, for me, I forget, are we saying who these are from? No, no, that's not. Okay, this is from a cool dude. So, what are the proper times to wear a beanie? Okay, so, I, as, as many of you guys know, I love beanies. Um, beanies are amazing, and I say one should wear them all winter. I don't think I don't know about how I feel about wearing them in school. I feel like that may be something. That, I wouldn't wear them in a bank. Yeah, let's not do that. But like you know, like I, I like to wear them when so I'm driving. Yeah, I was gonna say. <laughs> I like so to wear them when you, I'm driving. Can you talk about your reasoning for driving? Beers? Yeah, you know, like okay, let's say it's a good weather. Like today was really good weather. You know, like so you can open up the window. But like you know, like I don't want my hair to get messed up. Not that you know, like it's or it's not organized anyway. Like I my hair is actually like you know like a little crazy. Yeah. But that's on you know like beautiful like that, but but you know like beanies kind of make uh, protect your ears. They, you know, they they make everything more comfortable. And so I think the best time to wear a beanie is definitely when you're driving, and second, when you're working. Like, when you're working, a work beanie. Yes, I I like when I'm like you know like when I'm in the zone, kind of like you know like getting mm. some work done. And you know I definitely wear a beanie. So what type of beanie do you wear? It's just like a regular beanie, you know. Like, like just a plain black beanie. 
Like, not one of those Jughead beanies, right? No, it's actually, it's not a plain black beanie. It has, oh. um, I do have that one as well. I have, like, three beanies. Oh, okay. My favorite beanie is, um, uh, it has, like, it has eyes on it, so it's, like, you know. Like, like a beanie baby. Yeah, it's, like, a mustache, too. It's, it's, it has a whole face here. It's, it's creepy, but, like, it's a, it's a, it's, like, you know, like a funny beanie. That's why Pratik's not allowed in convenience stores <laughs> or gas stations. <laughs> okay, so I think the next question is for Mr. Pellegrino here. Okay. And it goes, okay, say that we could actually survive in space without all the gizmos and gadgets. How do you think our society would be structured and how our history would actually progress? Wow, that is it. That's okay. deep. Um, that's a big transition here. see who asked this. That's, that's pretty cool. He was really thinking. Yeah, well, what do that's you think? That's one of the longer questions. What do, what do you think, okay. though? I mean, so I gave you an answer for this earlier. I want to hear it again. That was a joke. So I think... You know, you're surviving in space. You don't... I don't know what qualifies as a gizmo or a gadget in this case. Is it space stuff, or is it, like, normal stuff well, we have here? I think for the purpose of... Let's, let's say you can still breathe, okay? Let's say we figured out some way to breathe. Well, yeah, but I'm saying, like, are gizmos and gadgets, like, phones, cars, planes, I think so. I think it's trains? Like, basically, like, imagine, like, the beginning of human civilization. Oh. Human civilization just starting over in, okay. like, another planet. Do you so, think humans will learn anything from their experiences here? I think if they remember, they're going to remember stuff here. Yeah, like yeah. they're transplanted from Earth. Hopefully, yeah. I think it would progress faster in a lot of ways. Because they'd know already some ideals. The issue is how these people's preformed ideals would contrast. Because if you just picked random people, I think it would be chaos. I think someone would fight for a rule and it would be dictatorial. I don't think humans have gone to that point where we've learned, like, you know how to control, you know, the human tendencies, like, human nature. Like, our ability to, you know, like, um, compete against each other, uh, our natural tendencies to um, want power. I don't yeah, think... and I think in this new society, if it's just, if it's not people who have been prepped for forming a civilization with a form of government already there, they'll fight for power and a lot of people yeah. die. and I think there are, there are obvious exceptions. I think, um, I know a lot of people who, um, I, w- I like, love to work together on, like, projects, uh, different types of stuff, right? Like, and that's, I feel like, yeah, like, Jacob here. <laughs> but, so but it goes back to, you know, what kind of person you are, what have you, like, what experiences have you, have you had? Um, and I think it really goes back to, you know, let's, as a society, we need to learn from our failures. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, I've got one for you. Ooh, okay. Let's Do you prefer it. fat cookies or thin cookies? Uh, <laughs> um, you know what? I don't believe in discrimination against cookies. I think all cookies of all types are equal, and we should respect them that way. Um, what do you think, Jacob? Do you think we should discriminate against cookies? <laughs> I mean, they're cookies, you know? I think it just depends on personal preference. If you can dip it in milk, that kind of changes it, you know? Because if you have a fat cookie to dip in milk, it'll maintain its structural integrity. But a thin cookie, you don't really want to dip that in milk as much. So it kind of depends on if you have milk, what type of cookie. Peanut butter cookie, that's very different than if I was having like an oatmeal raisin. The dimensions I'd like on my cookie. No, well, okay, well, the, the ultimate cookie, though, the black and white cookies, it's like a those are where it's at. You've had a black and white cookie before, right? Yeah. But it's almost like, like a Oreo? cakey. No, no, like, <laughs> you, like, for, like, the... You get them in like little Italy, little Italy. Okay, in New York and in like other little places. fancy so cookies. Good. These cookies are great. I'll show you a picture. Oh, I can't these show cookies. you guys a picture because it's a podcast. These cookies are so good. 
These cookies, you don't want them. Want but they're basically just like half fat. white and like, half that. black. That's amazing. Kind of, see, that's kind of fat cookie there. I like, you know, I like those cookies. Yeah, and they get you get the chocolate, you get the vanilla. Yeah. It's good stuff. Yeah, but for those of you you know who are dieting, um, that's not gonna be the best cookie. But it's a good cookie though. It is it's a good cookie. It is a good you know, cookie. The cookie. Okay. Cookie. I love cookies. cookies so are good. you like Cookie Monster? No. Are you? Do you identify with Cookie Monster? <laughs> well, wait. I don't. I don't or do you like sympathize with him? Like, do you feel his pain? I do feel his pain. <laughs> I feel his pain a lot. I feel like you know what? Everyone should be given cookies. Yeah, I mean, also just for the audience, if any of you would like to buy Pratika Cookie Monster beanie, he's been looking for one. I haven't been looking for one, but I mean, I would love to have one. So. Go for Keep it, guys. Coming. Oh, and this is this question by the same person. Okay, so yeah, shout out. some good questions. Shout out to this person. You know who you are. Yeah, the question does. goes: Do you think about the lyrics of music when you listen to a song? Ooh, that's a that's a good yeah. one. You you have to, or at least I do. I mean, in any genre, it's often the lyrics that are what's going to make a song really good to me. At the same time, you also have stuff like Nirvana, where it's really the music and the overall feeling that makes you like it, because he wrote all the lyrics while he was recording them. I think a good, I think a, you can compare it also to 808s and Heartbreak for from Kanye. Oh yeah, yeah. Like that one's great lyrically. It's, it's great lyrically, but also like I talked the, about that in my AP language test. That's that's amazing, amazing dedication. I'm proud of you. Yeah. Like you learned a lot. But it's also, like, the 808s and Heartbreak was such a change, like, musically, like, um, from what was previously the norm. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it, like, 808s, the actual 808s machine, um, just completely different, transform, transformational. Um, it literally, yeah. pretty much, like, because um, the 808s, uh, apparently, a machine was actually, like, most music stories were actually about to take it out. Um, and pretty much Kanye West with the 808s and Heartbreak pretty much single-handedly revitalized Well, and he that. also brought a lot more introspective lyrics into the rap genre. Yeah, so also he proved the the worth of collaboration. I mean, look at mm-hmm. Kid Cudi and all and all those people who oh, have yeah. followed him. Amazing. And then, as I can never go without mentioning, another example of lyrics would be Bob Dylan. He's not... I like his vocals, but he was never a particularly skilled vocalist, and he never was a particularly skilled musician. A lot of it is the lyrics that make it so great. I think it really comes down to preference. Hey, do you yeah. want to... But I, I personally do listen yeah. to the lyrics the majority of the time. What about you, Pratik? I do too. I think um, it's. Uh, I think I have to relate to the music and mm-hmm. the music lyric, musical lyrics, um, for me to, you know, for me to listen to it yeah. over and over again. But I mean, it also depends on what you're doing. I mean, if you're just at like a dance or something, you're not going to be listening to the lyrics. You're going to be listening to the bass. Yeah, but I mean, you know, like you know, when I da- like when you're dancing, you also like want have to know the lyrics, right? Yeah. Like, you can kind of like dance there. Oh, unless it's I don't listen to the lyrics if it's an instrumental jazz yeah. recording. And if there are any no of you guys see Jacob and like you know anytime, just ask him to dance, and like just play a song. He he if he knows the song, then he will immediately dance. That's not true. That is that is completely true. Um, that that's just not true. Just try it out, guys. Let's do an experiment. You can uh, please don't solicit me. <laughs> <laughs> Please, uh, I do. I don't even know. What to say. Okay, so the next question. What do we have next, Jacob? Oh, this is for you. Oh, okay. What's the question? What is the question for you? Okay, so this is a question we got from someone, and this one's just for critique. <laughs> oh wait, I just realized what question it is. I don't know about so, this. I'm actually curious about. This. I don't. I don't know. It's a general question. 
Should senior year be this hard? Okay, so <laughs> that's not the question I was expecting. There was another question on the list, guys. Um, but should senior year be this hard? Um, I don't know. I think it depends. Like, for me, I think this year has been much harder. But it's not because... Uh, it's because, you know, I've, like, had a lot of, like, you know... I've been doing a lot of stuff, like, outside of school, um, in school. You know, like, it's just, like, managing all that and um, getting ready to go to college, you know. Mm-hmm. What do you think, Jacob? I think this year has been, in a lot of ways, harder, but also easier. Like, I have more free time most nights, but I also... Each thing I have to worry about a little more. So, I don't, I don't really know. I mean, it just kind of depends on on you and what classes you're taking. Okay, on that note, um... Well, Jacob and I are debating whether or not to answer some questions here, but, um... Someone asked Pratique a second question. Okay, here we go. Two in a row. So, Pratique, this is from another viewer. This is the one you thought I was going to ask you. What do guys look for in girls? Okay. I've actually been wondering this. Um, (laughs) I don't know how to answer that. I mean, I think it really depends on... On the guy? Yeah. And the girl? And, yeah, it depends on pretty much everyone in the situation. The temperature that day? temperature maybe the weather even mm-hmm. like you know like your uh, state of mind at the moment your state of mind what you were eating like the cookie monster like were you having a good cookie <laughs> yeah or... is a good cookie or bad cookie thin cookie I mean, thin. was cookie monster <laughs> eating like one of those april fool's cookies yeah then he'd be in a bad mood i mean mm-hmm. that wouldn't be cool you i don't think he would like anyone then so so I mean, that's yeah like, I mean, it really just depends on the situation yeah but you know what um, and the person if you keep, but, like, um, have any questions more about, like, dating advice, then, you know what, we'll, we'll ask Jacob next uh, What, you're asking like, me next time? Yeah, well, it'll, we'll keep them coming, we'll I think. keep them coming? I'll, I'll give a real answer, just to anybody. I think the most important thing, personality-wise, is humor. I think I think it's trust. Humor and intelligence. I think it goes ba- trust down too. to how much, do you, how much, how open are you with that person? Mm-hmm. And... Yeah, how much? I think it's like, like a black and white cookie, and like there's humor on one side, intelligence on the other. And an actual cookie underneath is trust. It's like Ooh, the that's a good one. Yeah. That's a, you know what? This is some real good advice, guys. Take notes and girls. You know what? Anybody. Anybody. Yeah, like yeah. dogs, cookies, Cookie Monster. Anyone take notes. Hmm? So, <laughs> you, you can ask me a question now. Sorry for no. Sorry for taking your question. No, it's fine. It's fine. Um. Next question I think we have here is okay. Here we go. Red pill or blue pill? Okay. So, critique didn't know what this was from viewer suggestion. So, I'm not. T- we're not talking about drugs. No, nope, we're not, talking about cool. something related to Keanu Reeves. Ooh. So. Something related to the Matrix. I don't actually know which pill does what. Pratik's gonna Google that for me. But in the movie The Matrix. Neo, played by the great Keanu Reeves, is offered the choice between taking a red pill or a blue pill. And one of those pills allows him... So red pill represents a life of harsh knowledge, desperate freedom, and the brutal truths of reality. And the blue pill is um, pretty much like the life of luxurious security, tranquil happiness, ooh, Mm. and the blissful ignorance of the harsh realities of life. So pretty much it's an illusion. Yeah, so this this is from Wikipedia. Yeah. It's actually much more eloquent than you'd think. Shout out to Wikipedia and whoever wrote that. Um, <laughs> the so basically, the concept of the Matrix it's all fake. You know they can't really do anything there. Well, they can do stuff. It's like the world, and the there's just no. <laughs> you know there's they don't have. It's just like the world now, but 
the world, the real world, they're being like harvested for energy. And the real world's terrible and brutal. Some and grave the cave so stuff. So honestly, I kind of think if I, I like, you know, reality and stuff. But if I had the specific choice between in the Matrix, honestly, that's a pretty nice illusion. I'll and everybody you know is in that illusion. That's pretty cool. I'm gonna have to take the blue pill. Which one was that? That was the one um, where you. It's illusion. Oh, yeah, yeah. I kind of think... Yeah. I don't know. I mean, that's kind of better than going out into a world that's been destroyed and fighting weird robot things. I mean, like, you could just chill. And then, like, Neo in The Matrix, he's, like, basically Superman. Also, another movie, by the way, that alludes to this is The Secret Life of Walter Mitty. That's a good movie. It's a good, it is a good movie. It's a great movie. Um, Watch it, guys. That's a good ben one. Ben Stiller's in that. Amazing. Ben Stiller's wonderful. Yes, he is. And I think um, one of the things that... I really think that everyone should consider is, um, it goes back to the, I think I've been actually researching a lot about this, is the simulation theory. Whether or not we are in simulation. I mean, there is actual, like, physics behind this, so I'm not going to talk about it because that's going to take too long, but look it up, um, think about it. But basically, it goes back, hey, This proceeds trust issues with the world. That's <laughs> not what it um, originates, but at the same time, I, I understand that. <laughs> okay, so Jacob kind of fell down. Jacob just fell down. <laughs> I dropped a chair. I didn't fall down. Oh, no, it was so funny. Um, okay, so what I was saying was um, that... Um, <laughs> I'm sorry. But, um, you know what? It just goes back to, hey, if you are aware of reality, then you're pretty much like... And the fact that it is like, you know, just that, or maybe it's the fact that everything is fake, then... That's just sad. I mean, how do you expect to live with that? Yeah. It's just... It's good. It's all right if you know, like, Pratik's fake, but... Okay, that's just... That's just <laughs> Sorry, Pratik, I'm joking. You're the realist. See? Now, that's the ultimate compliment. Okay. That's some dating advice there. Call your significant other the realist. The realist. Call, describe them as totally tubular. <laughs> okay, and what do we have for the next question, Jacob? I think... Are you asking the next one? Because I asked you two in a row. So okay, I so you, I'll, I'll give that to you. Okay, so here we go. Okay, this is um, <laughs> uh, that's a pretty elaborate question. Let's move on from that. Um, okay, here we go. What experiences have you guys had with celebrities? That's okay. that's pretty interesting. I, I ha I've had some. As most people know, I go to a lot of concerts. So, <laughs> um, there's this band called the Spin Doctors, and they have a great song called, um. What's it called? It's called Jimmy Olsen's Blues. It's really okay, good. You know, cool. like Jimmy Olsen from Superman. It's on an album called Pocket Full of Kryptonite. Really great okay. song. They're they're just really great. They also have um, I mean, they're just a really great band. And one of their members was um, playing a solo show that I was at. And they also have a song called Two Princes that you you might know better. That's Two really Princes. Good. That sounds like Tupac. Nope. Uh, it's a good song, though. And that guy was coming down from the stage once, and I t had a really great conversation with him. Like, he was just genuinely a really nice guy. That was cool. That was um, cool. We're Facebook friends now. Actually? Yeah, actually. It's pretty That's... cool. He's a, he's a cool guy. It's cool. How famous is this guy? Uh, I mean, I don't know. Like... I don't know if people would recognize him on the street, but, like, he makes really good music. And he's just genuinely a really nice guy. Really liked him. <laughs> that's nice. Um, then I got a selfie with Jeff Goldblum once. Whoa, that cool. now that's cool. I miss Jeff Goldblum. He's a wonderful person. It's amazing. 
Yeah, he was doing a jazz concert. That one time I wanted to get an autograph from Brendan Benson from the Rack and Terps. Mm-hmm. I was at a. He and Jack White were playing a baseball game like at a park. He went out, so you know I followed him. I was gonna ask for an autograph or something, and he's actually just going to to vape real fast and walk back okay, in. He's, get, he's getting mobbed on the way back in. He didn't, he didn't sign an autograph for me. That took a that took a weird turn there. Yeah, he's a great musician though. You Makes know, great solo stuff. Great respect stuff people's choices. I think that's that's a good lesson. Oh no, yeah, I guess it's better than smoking in some ways. That's a whole different. You know, there's actually a national debate going on. Yeah, I know. I actually don't know if it is better. <laughs> I just wanted to give him a little bit of credit because I do like his music. It's it's better than his alcohol addiction that he used to have. I agree with that. Yeah. Okay, and then... um. Okay, I, I get to ask you one now. This Ooh. is fun. Oh, wait, no. What experience have you had with celebrities? You know what? I haven't really had any, like... I don't really interact with celebrities, like... I'm not the type of person to like fan fanboy over anyone. Pretty much, I You're guess. Trying to roast me? No, I'm not, I'm not. I'm not trying to roast you. I'm just saying, like, the only person I would do that is over Kanye West, and I have no chance of meeting him. Pratik's life goal is to just. I would definitely like 100 percent like to meet Kanye West. Yeah. But, you know, I'm like no, but I want to meet like one thing I really want to do is like when I meet like celebrity or like my idol, I want to sit with them as like kind of their equal. That's never gonna happen for you with Kanye. For yeah, I'm never. I'm not gonna become a musician. Like that's not really my career goal. But um, you, you know can what? Become a rapper. Not my career goal. Little critique. Not my little critique act. <laughs> you know, shout out Little Nas and Little Nas X. He proved us all wrong. He's not a one-hit wonder. Great guy. Um, but yeah, I have had some interaction with celebrities. Like um, just like reaching out to them. Like there's this musician. It, it, they're not like huge celebrities, but like just some like low key kind of musicians. I know. Um, I've interacted with them like on social media. Really cool people. Really humble guys. And that's one thing I really really like love. Like I do like love musicians like Kanye West that are more popular, but at the same time, humble. Humble. Yes, humble. That's is a good huge. thing that guys look for in people. Going back to that last question. Again, this is top kitten like not dating advice. Jacob knows this stuff. I don't know. Sure. <laughs> sure, we can we can say that. Okay, so um, ooh, and this is a good question. Okay. And this is something that actually um we want to ask you guys. Okay, so <laughs> should we have a theme song? So, Pratik, would you like to go I'm through what you were doing? <laughs> so, uh, we have a name for this podcast. I I don't know if you know this. Speak with your chest. Speak with your chest podcast. We might have said that in the intro. Not entirely sure. But Pratik was recording a theme song for us, and we deleted it because it 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 was was, bad. It was spooky. But you know what? Let us know if you guys have any like tips or um you know any tunes, tips or tricks, or like any like you know tunes um anything we should follow. Yeah, maybe a jingle. I love jingles. Yeah, something that really just does it. If if you guys want that in the intro. Yeah, I you mean, know what, Jacob and I, will, and I will do a duet. Yeah, we'll go. We'll go into the studio. We'll go into the studio. Yeah. We'll record something real nice. It'll be good. Pratik will send it to Kanye, and it'll be left unread. <laughs> you know, and, you know, I'll just text Kanye real quick. Um, I, I yeah. don't have his number, by the way, but that'd be really cool if I, I did. I really thought you did, Pratik. You're really tricking me there. Let's see tricks. Those are. For That's kids. another thing you don't in dating advice. You don't want to trick people. You don't want to trick people. Yeah, tricks so, are for kids. You know, tricks are for kids, but. Mm-hmm. Like, don't take that the wrong way. That's just <laughs> weird, Pratik. The podcast is... De- okay, so this podcast, I think we're going to end it on that note, is dedicated to the one person that keeps posting YOLOs on their Snapchat stories. And, um... 
I think one of the things we want to say to this person is notice that you keep, if you keep getting the same responses, then it's because it's the same person. I don't know if anyone has yeah. told you that before, but this goes to like more than one person. So a lot of people. It's also dedicated to the Puzzle Club, Ooh. a wonderful organization, com- just made up of some of the people who are the fastest at solving puzzles. Great job, guys! Join the Puzzle Club. And shout out also to the final Jenga block that w- just wouldn't come out without toppling the tower. It's my boy. It's also dedicated to our favorite person, JK. It's, it's too early. Unless you guys, you guys yeah. know that meme, okay? Yeah. And um, but yeah, I think the kind of the message we want to end it off is um, <laughs> importance of self love. But not like that, pretty. Yeah, not like that. But like you know, you gotta be comfortable with yourself. Yeah. And dating advice. That is actually dating advice. And also just something that, um, you know, this podcast, Speak With Your Chest podcast, that's really like the whole meaning of it. Yeah, I mean, Don't be afraid to be yourself. If any of you ever have any confidence issues or any, anything you're really trying to work through, Pratik or I could be open if you need somebody to talk to. 100%. That's not, even, that's yeah, not a joke, I mean, guys. That's, that's not a joke. Genuinely, if there's anything y'all are working yeah. through, we would both be happy to help you with it. So, on that note... Guys, speak with your chest. Don't be afraid of what you believe. And yeah, you know, just, just be respectful be, be, of other people's yeah. opinions. Yeah. And that note, we would like to say thank bye. you. Ooh, that's a goodbye. We're going yeah, goodbye. Oh, goodbye. Okay. No, not goodbye. Goodbye for just a little while. Just a little while. Don't see, miss us too see much. See you all later. Bye. Bye.